0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Turned by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. We got a lot to talk about tonight or today, I guess I should say, um, it's all a blur as far as where we actually are. I'm not even sure what day it is at, at, at this point. The, playoff, on why. The, the lack of sleep from the playoffs is definitely getting to me at, at this point. Um, before we get into today's topics... Let me just give a quick reminder. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. We're pushing towards 25,000 subscribers. We'd really appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to turn on notifications as well. And then over on Apple Podcasts, if you wouldn't mind giving us that five-star rating and review, you can actually do both things. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel and over on the podcast feed as well. Even if you listen on Spotify, wherever it is you listen to
2: podcasts, follow us there. Two great ways to help out our show. Uh, Throw this out there, Trevor, just so people know, we're up to 181 uh, individual ratings on uh, Apple Um, reviews. It's just the easiest one to see. I'd love to see that get to like two hundred here yeah. before the month is out. So if you if you watch or listen, if you guys would jump in, um, you know, if you you want to just do a rating, that's fine. But if you can leave a review too, that really helps. It helps push us up. It helps more people find the show. Um, you know, and, and it'll be there. There's a lot of a lot of you have said very very kind things. I'm um, here, which is, you know, mo- mo- the most often common is it's unbelievable that a Lakers guy and a Celtics guy like, make, <laughs> make
1: this enjoyable. That we coexist we- somehow.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's just a lot of fun Um, with that. So we appreciate all the kind ratings that everyone's left in the comments on YouTube as well. And, yeah, let's push those up to, you know, 200 ratings and 25,000 subscribers. Let's go. Absolutely. and. Go put on the notification so you know when we go live for front office Fridays. Uh, we missed last week because of travel, and then I had no internet for most of two days, Thursday and Friday, um, as they're finally here in Florida burying cables, which seems like a, you know, Thing you would have done in a hurricane state years ago but they're doing it um but yeah so that that was that was a big big mess but we'll be back this friday uh live show for for sure with everybody that's right. so just uh you know make sure you hit us up uh you know one way or another and uh, do us a solid and subscribe and leave a rating and review yeah
1: we sure would would appreciate it. great way to remove that label of being the best kept secret out, <laughs> there, out there we would love to see <laughs> that happen uh all right let's let's just jump right into the playoffs um a lot going on obviously it i guess let's start here miami takes a 3-1 series lead over the knicks uh is i mean just to be blunt is that series over
2: yeah i think so And the knicks might win game five they're home they're, mm-hmm. I would imagine you're going to get their most desperate effort. Uh, so maybe they win. I think sometimes, too, when teams are up 3-1 going on the road, there's almost a little bit of a comfort level you have uh-huh. of, like, hey, we still have the cushion, right? Well, we we have game six at home. We still have a game in hand. I'm on the the other team. So that maybe. Miami's not the kind of team that generally uh, lets off the gas very much. So, but we'll see. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's over in five. But I think the series is over for sure.
1: Uh to your point, the, the Knicks are, are a three and a half point favorite, but that's actually not that much given the circumstance. Yeah. Given that their backs right. are against the wall and and all of that. Um Emmanuel quickly we'll see if he is available to play. I, I mean the Miami just continues to astound. Like yeah. they they're the eighth seed. Like they lost their first play in game right in order and then they had to win their their next one in order to get in uh right. and here they are and yet i mean they they could be on their way to the eastern conference finals here yeah. this this is yeah. an incredible run for for
2: the Miami heat yeah, it's a little bit of semantics because of the timing of the games, but they could be the first team in the conference finals uh to to clinch a spot oh, in the conference how crazy finals. Would that because, be? Right cuz cuz they they play slightly before Lakers Warriors right they're, they're in the early window. So, yeah, man, it, it it really is one of those things where it's like how like how and then you watch and it's I mean they're super adaptable. They're playing a lot of different ways even within games, right? And I just I I need the tell-all story on why Cleveland let Kevin Love go. Like, what? Right? Why? Why, why thirty did he for thirty. Right? Yeah. Like this guy is playing great. I mean, and if I have to watch one more, you know, ninety-foot bomb outlet pass from Kevin Love to oh Jimmy Butler on a fly route, like, I, hey, I don't even get it. Right? Those guys should immediately, when the season ends, report to Dolphins training camp. At this point, it feels like they're just, you know, lighting guys up. So it's just. Man, it it has been really something with, with uh you know the way they're playing and you know in short too. Like they don't have Tyler Hero, who was one of their best players th- throughout the course of the regular season, or at least best offensive players. Yeah. So just you know, unbelievable. You know, Eric Spoelstra man and that whole whole deal. I'm not big on the whole heat culture stuff. Like I think that's propaganda more than anything. But there there's got to be something there if you're pulling this off. But then I do question like, where was it all? Season long, done. yeah like does it just go in storage and you break it out in late April? Like, what, what what are we doing here? But man, what a run for them so far!
1: Oh, could you could you imagine Kevin Love throwing passes to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we need to make this happen somehow. Right, right? Like they, baseball when they right. did cross sport like interleague play and then they're like intersport play. It was like football players taking out golfers and stuff.
1: <laughs> full full contact <laughs> golf. I think that was a commercial back in the day. Full contact golf yeah we need, I to, love see, we need to see that
2: movie. I absolutely love that movie and I don't think like enough people have seen it I probably it's, haven't it's seen it's great. been
1: at least 20 years since um, I've seen it we used it's, to watch
2: it every year but it's it's been a while since I've seen it now for sure
1: uh, all right let's let's jump over to the celtic keep the Celtics going into tonight's game are a seven and a half point favorite against the 76ers are you comfortable with that with that line uh coming off the the overtime game four the series tied to a piece
2: I am. I, I think there's a chance Boston runs away with this one tonight. I, th- I think you're going to really see them locked in that they really played great defensively down the stretch of game four uh, after not playing so great in about the first 30, 35 ish minutes. They, they really kind of locked in uh, down the stretch and really, really played well. And they just, they, you know, a couple poor poorly executed plays cost them in the overtime and that's why they didn't win. But you know, it's, it's, it's this only matters to an extent, right? They are two and two in the series. That's what matters, right? None, none of how you got here really matters. But on the, uh, the silver lining is it took two all-time James Harden performances and two James Harden buzzer beaters just to get the series tied up. So mm-hmm. I think if they don't mess around, they play the way they can, I think the home crowd will lift them. I, I think there's a chance this one ends up a blowout, and then we'll kind of see where game six goes because philly this is tough right now you're playing every other day with travel this time so now you had to you know you had to travel you know not very far i mean philadelphia to boston's a pretty short trip but you know you did have to travel so i, I will we'll, we'll see how it comes together but nothing would surprise me at this point with this celtics team they're all over the place and you know i i, I don't know what to expect other than you know i'll probably be frustrated at points later on this evening
1: I was, so I was doing a radio show uh, yesterday. Uh, this was a radio hit in Memphis. And, uh, and we were talking NBA in general. And, they, and the question was posed, has Joe Missoula's lack of experience been shown in the postseason here? Um, particularly in, in Game 4. Was that a, an issue? And I, I thought that there were some areas where that may have popped up. Though I don't credit that as being the entire reason why the series is tied it to a piece. You having watched the Celtics all season long on a game-in, game-out basis, how, how do you approach that, that question?
2: Yeah, I... It's really tough. I, I think I'm going to answer it with not answering it because I'm going to answer slightly all of my concerns with them is their lack of execution down the stretch of these games is absolutely confounding to me, and I don't get how we're still here you know, this deep into, you know, this core group's playoff runs. I mean, they have been in the conference finals or uh, the minimum, the playoffs They had the one year where they were bounced early. And then they had the one year where they were bounced in the second round, but every other year it's at least the conference finals, the NBA finals. And they just, they, they, they do silly, stupid stuff. At the end of games, they play slow, uh, they hold the ball, they let defenses load up on them. Sometimes mm-hmm. they go into the equivalent of prevent offense with like six minutes to go in a 10 point lead. Oh. And they don't get it. Right. Like that, That's one of my deal. biggest
1: NBA. Pet I
2: games. hate it. I crazy hate it too much. Yeah. So and I think the timeout stuff, though, is I'm fine with going no timeout if you go. The minute it bogs down, you got to call the timeout. Yes, call the timeout, reset. Let the guys you know get in there. I think um, you know not just it's they're they're too good defensively too to not be um, sound on final plays like that one against uh, Harden, where Jalen Brown doubled doubled off the,
1: and beat. The yeah,
2: side corner. You don't double off the strong side corner. You don't double off the arc when a three can beat you and a two can't. It was just a lot of you know. Confounding stuff where it's like these guys are better than this, they're smarter than this. I know they are, and you just end up in a spot where it just gets super messy. So I, I know I didn't really answer your question directly there, but those are just kind of all the things where I just you know I don't really have an answer other than this is who they are now. I guess like this is I I don't know why I feel like it's on me now for expecting it to change. I think you know one game they'll they'll close and execute and look great, and then the next game they
1: won't. As far as not calling a timeout, like I get it if let's say you're in semi-transition and your opponent is getting back and they're in a scramble and there's mismatches on the floor just naturally because they're in a scramble coming back. That's where it's like, okay, well, you already got what you would look to get if you called timeout in most cases anyway, which is to get an advantageous switch. If that's already in existence, then I get why, why bother having to inbound the basketball unless you have some fantastic play that you really want to go to to close out the game. But you're right. If, it, if you get into your, into your possession – and it doesn't look like anything's happening. Then, yeah, you call a timeout and you draw up something and you attack it a different way. That was a little bit surprising to see the Celtics do. And then, of course, you know, uh, Marcus Smart taking that shot after the buzzer. That wasn't Smart's fault. Just the play came to, came yeah. together a little bit late. Um, nonetheless, it, it's going to be something to keep an eye on here uh, throughout the postseason, you know. And I, I guess the other side of this too, though, the Philly side is – is doc rivers coaching for his job in this series
2: i think so i yeah. you know i i feel like i don't know how many more years you can go and not get to at least a conference finals and i feel like there's a sense of like hey, it's it's here for us like yeah we ran into boston we ended up on the you know the more chalk side of the bracket i guess um so you know here we are but i i yeah i think there's probably some frustration level and this goes back to right what do we always say you can't change all the players so you tend to change the coach and and i kind of wonder like you know, where's james harden at like is he you know i i just there's something to this houston stuff because it yeah. just won't go away you're hearing it from too many different places now like there's just there's at least something there he's at least going to consider that now yeah i mean there's you can be of two minds too. They let's say they make and win the title, right? They make the finals and win the title. You could say, Well, he we could never leave now, or right. you could say, Hey, I did it, right? I, I the, got you. Good luck and see you later. Like that they could go that way too. I, I I don't know where it's gonna go, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where I think you know, when you look at it, Boston has played better cumulatively throughout the course of the series but it's two, two. And again, that's all that really matters. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how you got here. It's kind got, of, it's kind of like when, you know, people say like, Oh yeah, you know, we outscored them by you know 25 points over the course of the series. Yeah. And you lost, you know, like what, I don't care, you know, that, that you won one game by 40, like that doesn't really matter. Right. You lost the other game. So, you know, it's, it's, the, this is on the Celtics to get this figured out and it's, you know, not to, to, go back and pick on Giannis and his whole thoughts, but this is a failure. If Boston doesn't win this series, mm-hmm. they don't get back to the NBA finals with the way everything is laid out for them. I think the whole you know season has been, you know, I, it, it was a failure of a season. You you didn't accomplish the bare minimum goal of getting back to the finals.
1: Yeah. And that's going to be, again, the the storyline around the final here, potentially three games of, of yeah. this series. We'll see if it goes seven, if it goes six, we'll, we'll see what happens here, but tied it to a piece. I'm um, not where we expected to be in that one, but we'll see again how this all plays out. And if the Celtics do indeed cover that, I mean, they're that's a heavy favorite for the postseason in a series. That's mm-hmm. tied, it's tied two to two to be a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, Golden state and the Lakers. Are, I talked that obviously I've talked to a ton on this. <laughs> I imagine. Um, the, the, the Lonnie Walker game. I want an inspirational story that is. In when terms does of your
2: Lonnie Walker Jersey get delivered?
1: Where yeah, that, that should be here soon. Uh, that's, rush that's, on it? Yeah, that, that's in the mail. Um, Great story. Just in terms of of staying ready, from going yeah. out of the from being out of the rotation to um, now actually getting plays called for him. I mean, there's less than four minutes on the clock, and the Lakers go pick and roll with Lonnie Walker as the <laughs> ball handler with LeBron James. Like, go figure, right? Yeah. And um, and he just, I mean, stepped up <laughs> to the moment in a big, big way. So that was absolutely incredible. And now the Lakers sit with a three one series lead. Going back, to Golden State is the heavy favorite. Already for uh, for game five, as expected, I think they, I want to say they're like a five and a half or six and a half point favorite uh, in that one. But we'll see where, where the series goes from here. Obviously, three one series lead kind of feels like this is playing out like the Memphis series for the Lakers.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I, and I think. Much like I said with the Knicks, I think Golden State will probably get the win in game five, force a game six, and I think the Lakers will take care of business at home. That was not what I picked. Obviously, I picked Warriors, I believe, in seven, if I remember correctly, yes, before the, the series. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, maybe it still gets there. But, I, you know, I think now the Lakers, they're in the driver's seat. And I thought, you know, the Lonnie Walker stuff, for those who don't pay attention to the Lakers, you know, nearly as closely as my buddy over there does, it's not that he was out of the rotation the last couple of games. He has not been playing regularly for a pretty long time. Yeah. Now, it's this goes back to the regular season. He stopped basically almost. And he the, got hurt for part of it. He did get hurt. But almost since the trade deadline, right? Like he just mm-hmm. hasn't got in regular minutes that they, you know, whether it was the emergence of Austin Reeves or playing a lot of kind of dual ball handler lineups where Schroeder plays with Russell and Russell moves off ball or Malik Beasley, Troy Brown, like all those guys were in front of Lonnie Walker. And I think it's super cool to your point of this is the story of stay ready because you don't know when your number's going to be called. And I don't, I, 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 I didn't see, or he read anything after about if anybody asked Arvind Ham, like why, like, why did you go to Lonnie Walker? Um, I don't know if you can. You know, yeah. Say, I can, I can like,
1: expand on that a bit.
2: Yeah. But it was, you know, I mean, but he did. And it was the absolute right call. I mean, you know, super cool story. And I, and I tweeted this this morning. This is one of the reasons we love sports, right? Cause you're gonna no one predicted. And of course somebody's like, Oh, my buddy, you know, won money on DraftKings, you know, betting on, and it's like, okay so your one buddy like who's probably a degenerate gambler like you know yeah. took money down on Lonnie Walker but it is what it is right like you you know you want money you know on him so that's great but you know nobody rationally uh predicted Lonnie Walker was gonna have the breakup game
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed Learn more at marines.com. Um,
1: yeah, he was, I mean, uh, for him to score 15 fourth quarter points, never would have predicted that. Yeah. Uh, he was absolutely tremendous. Yeah, but anything in
2: the fourth quarter, I don't think anybody would have predicted.
1: No. <laughs> I mean, they were just insane. But uh, essentially, it came down to this. In game two, uh, LeBron was talking about quite a bit after the game that the problem the Lakers had was that the Warriors tend to go on these runs even if they're playing, even if the Lakers are playing well defensively. The Warriors are just, they're, they're really good. They're going to go on runs. And the Lakers' offense was struggling to keep up, and one of the ways that they can that they deduced that they could keep up or in theory keep up was to swap out Troy Brown, who can occasionally knock in a three for you, for mm-hmm. Lonnie Walker, who has the ability to go on these hot streaks, sure. and that maybe and that his offense could wind up proving valuable when you're incapable of getting stops because the Warriors are just hitting. Lonnie has the ability to come back and respond and give you a little bit more offensive punch, so that even if you go through a stretch where you're not getting stops offensively, you can at least somewhat keep pace and then hopefully over the long haul of a game you get enough stops. So that was the thought process behind it is let's just have a little bit of extra offensive punch on the floor so that maybe when the Warriors go on their runs, we can keep pace and um and Lonnie at least if he can at least not get absolutely, you know, torn up defensively, then we'll be okay there. And he actually afforded himself very, very
2: well on the defensive end mm-hmm. of the floor. So that that's kind of the yeah, thought process you. they were looking at. Does a pretty good job if you can kind of simplify it for him of just just chase, right? Like that's yes. what we need. You know, get through screens and chase. Like if, when you get it into, are right, we going to switch and we'll jump switch on the back side of the play and all these things? That's where I think he gets lost and gets caught up. And you know, the Warriors, I like to say they, they, they get you in the blender, right? They get you cycling and then all of a sudden somebody's wide open just because it's so hard to keep up with all the stuff. But if it is just chase your guy then like, all right, I'm going to chase my guy. And then, of course, you know, AD, you know, is just, even when he's not making a direct defensive play, like he's just kind of there all the time. So on those like little slip cuts that the Warriors like to to run, those flash cuts that they like to use, especially on the baseline and the sidelines, it's just, he's just there. And then those, they even when they, they I mean, they make some, God awful turnovers, mm-hmm. um, you know, just madness with that. And I, I just, you know, I got to say to at the end of the game, like what? Stephen Curry, what in the world are you doing? You had a timeout left, man. Like call, call timeout, you know, like on that jump ball. Like you got yeah, it. Yes. And then, I guess yeah, and like, then you just you kind of throw the ball out of bounds. And... Yeah. You, you got to just kind of throw it because yeah. maybe your guy picks it up and throws in a miracle. But yeah, it was, it's, you know, it was weird. And, and it, the jump ball was it just a weird Scramble situation anyway And I don't know that the Lakers were Necessarily going to foul um, You know in that spot but yeah
1: and then, They haven't all season I was hoping yeah. they would foul But I was, but they haven't all season
2: Just as an aside and this is not just because You said you were hoping they would foul I kind of that's The one weird place Where I am where I'm like wouldn't mind Seeing the NBA make a rule change there Of like if you commit an Intentional foul you know with a Three when you're up three yeah. yeah like then the, the opponent gets a free throw and the ball back yeah because like I just I don't I don't know I don't like it like it's different yeah. if it's your file to give
1: that it takes different. away some of the fun
2: but yeah I mean we all want to see right like like at least let's see something crazy right like and, and if you're dumb enough to you know follow Larry Johnson and you know when he's shooting a turner or not follow Larry Johnson as you know most uh fans say didn't happen um you know and it ends in a four-point play it ends in a four-point play and I just aged myself about that. <laughs> half the audience is like the, the grandmama guy. Gra- i was gonna say
1: oh. grandmama but but yeah. yeah like probably the bulk of our listeners don't know what that <laughs> They what probably that don't even be. know what that is no. yeah
2: that's even older yep so yeah but yeah man good on the lakers like it's you know it is uh it's unbelievable i did so my question for you is say this ends in five or six right they just they get it over within the next couple games are you at all worried against denver phoenix that they're just going to run out of gas like that. They just, sure. at some point they that they think that's my only worry is, are they going to like, is the cumulative add up? That's why I think it benefits them to get this series over as quick as they can. Right. That always benefits you. But I think when your two guys are like a combined, what like, 73 years old or whatever it's like you know you gotta you, 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 just get the series over right and just you know get off your feet for a few days and then get back at it like i that, that's my one worry with the lakers like it gonna be able to keep bringing it like this for another two rounds
1: yeah exactly we um and that's absolutely a concern and essentially the lakers have been holding down the turbo button since the trade deadline yeah and that's yeah, that's obvious it's definitely a concern we've seen games where they, they haven't had a lot of sure. even playoff games where they haven't had a lot of energy, you go back to the Memphis series, look at game yep. two, no jaw. And they just, the Lakers just kind of went, meh, you know, and, and then game five as well. And we'll see what happens here in game five of, of this series. But um, yeah, it's, def, the, it's
2: definitely a concern in this one, right? Like they got destroyed, but Me I think too, like yeah. Darvin ham has a pretty good read on with his team is, or right, we don't have it. And I am pulling the plug early and, I don't care. I don't care if we lose by 70. It doesn't matter. A loss is a loss. You know, nobody cares about your point differential in the playoffs. Like none mm-hmm. of that stuff matters. You know, so yeah, I think he does have a pretty good feel. That's probably the a lot of the former player in him, too, where it's just yeah. like, all right, we don't have it tonight. Like I'm I'm calling it like done and just call it early rather than you know. Sometimes these teams you invest this. All this energy in these comebacks when you get down big, and occasionally you pull off a miracle, but more often than not, it feels like it's right. Everybody calls it the fake comeback, right? You cut it to like eight, and then it's like, but it was never really, you know, in danger. And then all of a sudden, you look up and it's like, oh, cool. We played everybody 45 minutes, and you know, and we still lost. Like, I think it's sometimes better to, especially in the playoffs when it's every other day, call it early and be done.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's get on to the all defensive teams, which were announced today. Um, The all defensive voting finished up like this. You had uh, the first team, Jaron Jackson Jr., Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Evan Mobley, and Alex Caruso. And then the second team, Derek White, Draymond Green, OG Ananobi, Dylan Brooks, Bam Adebayo. Uh, Most of the conversation around uh, social media that I've seen have been terms and there's there's snubs for everything right every oh. time there's any kind of it's a, a you know all-star or whatever there's snubs right but uh it's anthony davis um i've seen some i've seen some Jalen mcdaniels out there as well mm-hmm. um jayden, McDaniels. J- sorry, jayden mcdaniel sorry Jaden mcdaniel um as uh,
2: uh as, is the other one yes
1: yeah as Great. the other snub so yeah. what do you uh, what do you think about how this ultimately finished up
2: yeah um I don't like necessarily have a like a, like problem with the way the teams were named. I I think um you know Jaron Jackson Jr. it's and right with the new rules are not in place, right with the whole 65 games played thing. So, you know, the, people were still voting the way they've always voted um with you know whatever right you know criteria they wanted to use. So, mm-hmm. it but the reality is the guy also won defensive player of the year. So, of course, he was oh, going to make bright. the, the all-defense first team. Um, I think – I, I really don't have an issue with any of the guys who were necessarily picked. Mikael Bridges is a little weird, right? And It's, it's a little odd that Marcus Smart and Mikael Bridges, the one-two in last year's uh, defensive player of the year voting, neither of them even made it. I'm not critical of Smart. I think he dropped off considerably. I was a little surprised he was the highest guard vote getter that didn't make it. I didn't even think he was quite at that level this season. So that kind of is what it is? I thought you know there was times where he was Boston's maybe fourth or fifth best defensive player overall. Um, the Anthony Davis stuff, I I get it. I also get if people were like didn't play enough, but then yeah. or, but did. The, jackson player like that becomes a whole debate there but overall i think it's okay you know i guess one of my big takeaways that was funny was all this and i know a lot of it's just you know twitter jokes and online jokes but this is why um dylan brooks is gonna have a job next year and get paid decently because he's this level of defensive player even if you think he shouldn't have been on the team he's it's not like it's insane that he made it it's a i did my go-to is um for anybody who's a baseball fan this is not when rafael palmero won a gold glove and he played like 12 games at first base the whole season right. like this is not that like dylan brooks is is a very good defensive player and for everybody screaming and yelling of you know this guy should have made it over him this guy should have made it over him. he was voted in as a guard so that's the other that's part of it too yes. you know it's you know that the, the positions do matter i'm on the all defense team so
1: and, and i think this is part of the problem too with releasing these in the middle of the playoffs which here we are it's the second round of sure. the playoffs yeah and so you're going to be looking through it at this through the lens of through the first two rounds anthony davis has arguably been the best defensive player in the league mm-hmm. and for that and then he doesn't appear on the first or second team and yeah. it's like what do you mean you know when we've been watching the last month of yeah. him being this just dominant defensive player and so that obviously is going to um, impact the conversation as well because we've seen all this basketball since then. Whereas the regular, it's hard to go back and think about. Oh yeah, what did this look like in <laughs> yeah. the regular season? You know, it's that's part of it as well when you look at kind of the the collective outrage or whatever that you see from people getting snubbed. It's playoff performances get mixed into the conversation.
2: I was very glad to see Dirk White get the the honor of making it cuz he's had an outstanding defensive season he led the league mm-hmm. in blocks from a non um front court player like he, he played in all 82 games too which That still matters, right? That does still matter that if you're there every single night, like that, that has, you know, some bearing, especially if you're good more often than not. So I was very excited to see him, you know, get the love. And I think Alex Caruso getting the first team spot was Mm -hmm. good recognition of all the things he does in a I think he started more than he didn't this year, but he's you know still kind of only a semi-starter, but it makes a massive impact on the defensive end of the floor when he comes in. It's it's funny that you know I still think you know it's funny because I saw somebody um, somebody reshared the Austin Reeves article I wrote, and they're like, "This guy thinks Austin Reeves is good. He's just another Caruso." And it's like,
1: oh my gosh, they're not the same player at all.
2: Yeah, they're so different as players. I mean, that is that is. They're both white guards. They're, they're both undrafted basketball. white guys. That's yeah, that's like, about yes. as yep.
1: as deep as the as the yep. similarities <laughs> go. It.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, it's funny because I I made the comment today, and so he's like, "Oh my god, I've never even thought about that." I did a radio spot in uh, Dallas, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I always think of Luke as the you know European white right-handed version of James Harden." Like he's, mm-hmm. you know, not all that different from what James Harden does as far as you know being so heliocentric. And the guy was like, "Man, you don't get that kind of you know comp very often." And I was like, "Yeah, because we make lazy comps. That's why, yeah. right?" And I'm guilty of it too. Sure, but yeah, it's it was just very weird that you know somebody threw that in there. Of like, you know, that you know Reeves still isn't good, and it's like, all right, well, it's clear you haven't been watching, and you know that's fine.
1: But, Watch the games. You know, but yeah. Watch the games. Um- yeah.
2: I no no real major issues. Nothing jumped out at him at me here that's like egregiously you know, off base, I guess.
1: All right. Um last thing uh that we got here, uh Nikola Jokic, just to kind of put a bow on this. We talked about it on yesterday's show, but uh no suspension. We got that that bit into yesterday's show. He was fined twenty five thousand dollars, which literally is,
2: came out like as we stopped as the we morning. finished the show. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause that's how it goes. <laughs> it's, it's
1: a slap on the wrist. I, yeah. you know, the the NBA just had to do something, yeah. you know, so $25,000 fine for, for Jokic and we move on. And I think it's the correct, as we talked about yesterday, it's correct to not have a suspension or anything. Yeah. And let's, I can't wait to see what game five is going to look like in that series. going to be fantastic. Yeah.
2: should, should be a lot of fun. We're back in uh, Denver now tonight as we record this. Did so. we not talk about that series? Oh, no, we didn't. We skipped over we that. Skipped over, how did that <laughs> because happen? Along so and all the other ones. Um, yeah, man, it's just been fun, right? Both teams took care of business at home. I think that's the big thing. And this one is playing out very typically non-stars slash role players mm-hmm. playing better at home, right? You, you Andrew Shammott. Yep, the Suns, you know, non-stars stepped up. And, uh, you know, that, I mean, Devin Booker, talk about he's gone to a whole different level. Not that Devin Booker isn't good and hasn't always been good, but he is especially defensively. Like, I... I, I don't know that I knew he quite had this in him. And now some Sons fan is going to yell at me and say he's always been this, and that's not true. Um, that was a major criticism, but, man, he is locked in on that end of the floor. and I, I, I'm not going to go as far to say they're better without Chris Paul. I just think it's Chris Paul is – At this point in his career, I'd like to see him seed some of the playmaking duties a little bit more. And I wonder Mm -hmm. if when he comes back, if they do a little bit more of that. Because I also would like Chris Paul off-ball a heck of a lot more than I like campaign off-ball. You know, spotting up for shots and those kind of things. But, man, fun series. You know, in Denver, the one thing that worries me is... They're still getting a lot of what they want offensively. So I don't, that, that, that part concerns me a little bit if I'm Phoenix, like I, like you, you have to, you know, this is truly whoever scores more points. I know it's always that way, but like, it's a, you know, high scoring shootout kind of series. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's kind of fun that it comes after Celtic Sixers, which has been a lot of rock fights mm-hmm. so far. So it's like, all right, this one's a little fun to come, you know, on the backside. It's, it's weird that like three of the four series have kind of been like messy defensive
1: yeah. series. That's support. playoff but basketball, man.
2: That's it, man. Throwing it back. Next right. we're, we're going all the way back to the nineties.
1: The uh the Nuggets a six point favorite tonight over the over the Suns. So we'll see how that that one plays out. But I mean, hey, I, I didn't think this series was gonna wind up nodded at two. I thought Denver was gonna take one in Phoenix. It was gonna be three-one. So uh we'll see. Best of three series now between the Suns and the Nuggets. And uh you just never know. When you've got KD, when you got Devin Booker on the floor, Suns can always make a run here. So should be an exciting one, but I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Again, make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office Show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't forget as well to follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Until next time, everybody.
0: See ya, and stay safe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day,